worry about anything but in everything but prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Psalms, Psalm 103, beginning at verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Verses 1 through 22, all of Psalm 103. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the wonderful privilege we have of being able to come to you any time of the day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, in prayer, knowing that you always, always, always have a listening ear for the prayers of your children. Thank you, Lord, again also for the wonderful gift of your word, the opportunity we have of being able to open your word and thus spend time one-on-one -on -one with you any time of the day or night. And thank you for how that you're always available to give us words of blessing, words of counsel, comfort, encouragement, wisdom, strength, boldness, and so much more. Thank you for the many ways your word is the sword of the Spirit. Your word is that which equips us for the battlefield of life, that which guides us, encourages us, strengthens us, and ministers to our mind, body, and spirit in a way that no one else or nothing else can. Father, more and more, help us to fall more in love with you and with your word and empower us to be, become much more faithful hearers and doers of your word. We love you. We bless you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson. Rick is going to share a word of prayer with us at this time. Father, we thank you so much for your great kindness that you showed us through your Son. 
what a what a mercy to send your son to die a, a terrible death on the cross for us. We thank you for that, Father. We rejoice in that today, and we're thankful for the peace that that brings us. We pray for our listening family with all the, the different needs that they have in this fallen world. We pray that you would help them, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. You know, on an ongoing basis, we're encouraging believers to start the habit of reading at least three chapters in your Bible each and every day. And on a pretty regular basis, we encourage parents to have the same, a similar habit of having each of your children to read three chapters out loud to you each and every day as well. You know, let me say this to all believers listening and to every parent listening. I don't believe I have the ability to overemphasize how important this this is. God's Word, you know, as I read in Psalm 103, and this is a great psalm with wonderful insights about some of the benefits and the blessings of knowing the Lord and following the Lord and living for the Lord. And amongst other things, it mentions in verse 3, verse 3 says, "...who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies." And amongst other things, keep in mind, the Word of God is the, it's the cure for all the ills of life. And one of the many reasons why we're wise to really make a high priority of opening God's Word every day and spending time in His Word and parents making it a high priority to have your children to read is because the fact is the world is such a battlefield and there's so much toxic darkness that too many Youth as well as adults are pouring into their minds and their hearts that's, that's literally poison to people's minds, hearts, and thoughts. And we hear of the tragedy of suicide in so many other ways. People are discouraged or down or they in living in fear, living in dread of life. Well, the fact is God's Word cures all the ills of life. The Word of God is the answer to all these problems. And so the, the wonderful privilege of being able to open God's Word and spend time with God every single day is such an important way to begin to address and answer all the difficulties, the challenges, the problems of life. Yes, God's Word is the answer. It's the cure to all of life, life's ills. Real briefly, let me share with you a list I've shared before, but I, I, I want to share it once again to remind you both for your encouragement your encouragement as a parent to have your as a parent to have your children to read the word out loud to you as well for your encouragement to read the word for yourself as well but also an encouragement to to you to make it a habit of regularly challenging and encouraging others other people that you know family members uh, co-workers fellow church members that they too would start the habit of reading three chapters a, a day as well because remember Everyone is in need of much grace, and God's Word is a, is, it's a bottle of grace. It's a, it's a great container of grace, and every day God's question to each of us is, how much do you want? Real briefly, 10 excellent reasons to read God's Word daily. Number one, it tells you genuinely how to be saved and how to grow up in your faith. A second reason to read God's Word daily, it gives you clear guidance and direction for much of your life. A third reason to read the Word daily, it empowers your prayer life. Number four, it sharpens your ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit more and more clearly in your life. Number five, reading the Word daily ministers to your mind, body, and spirit. Number six, it helps you maintain your mental health. 
Number seven, it increases God's anointing on every area of your life. Number eight, it increases your wisdom in every area of life. Number nine, reading the word daily enhances your intellect and your personality. And a tenth reason as to why you and I are wise to read the word daily is because it pours grace, peace, mercy, and joy into your spirit, your mind, and your life. Money could never buy all the good and the great things, the blessings that are ours as we simply spend time one-on-one with the Lord Jesus and his word. And that's exactly what you and I are doing when we read the Bible. We're having a one-on-one appointment with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hope that you'll make it a high priority in your life. And parents, hope you'll make it a high priority to have your children to read out loud to you each day. And again, remember one of the goals behind them reading to you is you know they did it. Sometimes children do what they're told, sometimes they don't. But when they read out loud to you, dad or mom, you know they've done it. Hope that you will do that and make that a goal for yourself and for your children in your home. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up now in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 36, beginning at verse 1. Now this is the genealogy of Esau, who is Edom. Esau took his wives from the daughters of Canaan, Ada, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, Aholibamah, the daughter of Anna, the daughter of Zibion, the Hivite, and Bezamoth, Ishmael's daughter, sister of Nebajoth. Now Ada bore Eliphaz to Esau, and Bezamath bore Reuel, and Aholibamah bore Jeush, Jealam, and Korah. These were the sons of Esau who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Then Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and all the persons of his household, his cattle, and all his animals, and all his goods, which he had gained in the land of Canaan, and went to a country away from the presence of his brother Jacob, for their possessions were too great for them to dwell together, and the land where they and the land where they were strangers could not support them because of their livestock. So Esau dwelt in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom. And this is the genealogy of Esau, the father of the Edomites in Mount Seir. These were the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Ada, the wife of Esau, and Reuel, the son of Bezamoth, the wife of Esau. And the sons of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, Getam, and Kenaz. Now Timnah was the concubine of Eliphaz, Esau's son, and she bore Amalek to Eliphaz. These were the sons of Ada, Esau's wife. These were the sons of Reuel, Nahath, Zerah, Shamath, and Mizah. These were the sons of Bezamoth, Esau's wife. These were the sons of Aholibamah, Esau's wife, the daughter of Anah, the daughter of Zibion. And she bore to Esau, Jeush, Jealam, and Korah. These were the chiefs of the sons of Esau. The sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn son of Esau, were Chief Timon, Chief Omar, Chief Zepho, Chief Kenaz, Chief Korah, Chief Gatam, and Chief Amalek. These were the chiefs of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. They were the sons of Ada. These were the sons of Reuel, Esau's son, 
Chief Nahap, Chief Zera, Chief Shema, and Chief Mizah. These were the chiefs of Reuel in the land of Edom. These were the sons of Bezamoth, Esau's wife. And these were the sons of, Ho- of Aholibamah, Esau's wife. Chief Jeush, Chief Jealam, and Chief Korah. These were the chiefs who descended from Aholibama, Esau's wife, the daughter of Ana. These were the sons of Esau, who is Edom, and these were their chiefs. These were the sons of Seir, the Horite, who inhabited the land, Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Ana, Dishan, Ezer, and Dishan. These were the chiefs of the Horites, the sons of Seir in the land of Edom. And the sons of Lotan were Hori and Heman. Lotan's sister was Timnah. These were the sons of Shobal, Alvin, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. These were the sons of Zibion, both Aja and Ana. This was the Ana who found the water in the wilderness as he pastured the donkeys of his father Zibion. These were the children of Ana, Dishan and Aholibama, the daughter of Ana. These were the sons of Dishan, Hemdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Chiran. These were the sons of Ezer, Bilhan, Zeavan, and Achan. These were the sons of Dishan, Uz, and Aaron. These were the chiefs of the Horites, Chief Lotan, Chief Shobal, Chief Zibion, Chief Ana, Chief Dishan, Chief Ezer, and Chief Dishan. Verses 1 through 29, Genesis chapter 36. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be back.
Planet Shakers with Only Way, a reminder that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life and eternal salvation. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We continue reading through the Word of God as we pick up now. Genesis chapter 36, picking up at verse 20. These were the sons of Seir, the Horite, who inhabited the land of Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Anah, Dishan, Ezer, and Dishan. These were the chiefs of the Horites, the sons of Seir in the land of Edom. And the sons of Lotan were Hori and Heman. Lotan Hemam, Lotan's sister was Timnah. These were the sons of Shobal, Alban, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. These were the sons of Zibion, both Aja and Ana. This was the Ana who found the water in the wilderness as he pastured the donkeys of his father Zibion. These were the children of Ana, Dishan and Aholibama, the daughter of Ana. These were the sons of Dishan, Himdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Cheran. These were the sons of Ezer, Bilhan, Zeavan, and Achan. These were the sons of Dishan, Uz, and Aaron. These were the chiefs of the Horites. Chief Lotan, Chief Shobal, Chief Zibion, Chief Ana, Chief Dishan, Chief Ezer, and Chief Dishan. These were the chiefs of the Horites according to, according to their chiefs in the land of Seir. Now these were the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the children of Israel. Bela the son of Beor reigned in Edom, and the name of his city was Dinhaba. And when Bela died, Jobab the son of Zerah of Bozrah reigned in his place. When Jobab died, Husham of the land of the Timonites reigned in his place. And when Husham died, Hadad the son of Bedad, who attacked Midian in the field of Moab, reigned in his place. And the name of his city was Avith. When Hadad died, Samla of Masrika reigned in his place. And when Samla died, Saul of Rehoboth by the river reigned in his place. When Saul died, Baal Hanan, the son of Achbor, reigned in his place. And when Baal Hanan, the son of Achbor, died, Hadar reigned in his place. And the name of his city was Pau. His wife's name was Mahetabel, the daughter of Matred, the daughter of Mezahab. And these were the names of the chiefs of Esau, according to their families and their places by their names. Chief Timnah, Chief Alva, Chief Jeteth, Chief Aholibama, Chief Elah, Chief Pinan, Chief Kinaz, Chief Timon, Chief Mibzar, Chief Magdiel, and Chief Iram. These were the chiefs of Edom, according to their dwelling places in the land of their possession. Esau was the father of the Edomites. 
Genesis chapter 37. Now Jacob dwelt Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report to them, and Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please, Hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright, and indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us, or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I've dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him but his father kept the matter in mind. Then his brothers went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. So he said to him, Here I am. Then he said to him, Please go and see if it is well with your brothers and well with the flocks, and bring back word to me. So he sent him out of the valley of Hebron, and he went to Shechem. Now a certain man found him, and there he was, wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What are you seeking? So he said, I am seeking my brothers. Please tell me where they are feeding their flocks. And the man said, They have departed from there. Excuse me. And the man said, they have departed from here, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dothan. Now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. Then they said to one another, Look, this dreamer is coming. Come therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit. And we shall say, some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. But Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said to them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit which is in the wilderness, and do not lay a hand on him, that he might deliver him out of their hands and bring him back to his father. So it came to pass when Joseph 
had come to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. Then they took him and cast him into a pit, and, and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat a meal. Then they lifted their eyes and looked, and there was a company of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels, bearing spices, balm, and myrrh on their way to carry them down to Egypt. So Judah said to his brothers, What profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brothers listened. Then Midianite traders passed by. So the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Then Reuben returned to the pit, and indeed Joseph was not in the pit, and he tore his clothes. And he returned to his brothers and said, The lad is no more, and I, where shall I go? So they took Joseph's tunic, killed a kid of the goats, and dipped the tunic in the blood. Then they sent the tunic of many colors, and they brought it to their father and said, We have found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? And he recognized it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Without doubt, Joseph is torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth on his waist, and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, For I shall go down into the grave to my son in mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Now the Midianites had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and captain of the guard. Genesis chapter 20, excuse me, Genesis chapter 38. It came to pass at that time that Judah departed from his brothers and visited a certain Adullamite whose name was Hira. And Judah saw there a daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shua, and he married her and went in to her. So she conceived and bore a son, and he called his name Ur. She conceived again and bore a son, and she called his name Onan. And she conceived yet again and bore a son, and called his name Shelah. He was at Chezib when she bore him. Then Judah took a wife for Er, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. But Er, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord killed him. And Judah said to Onan, Go in to your brother's wife and marry her, and raise up an heir to your brother. But Onan knew that the heir would not be his. And it came to pass, when he went in to his brother's wife, that he emitted on the ground, lest he should give an heir to his brother. And the thing which he did displeased the Lord, therefore he killed him also. Then Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, Remain a widow in your father's house till my son Shelah is grown. For he said, Lest he also die like his brothers. 
and Tamar went and dwelt in her father's house. Now in the process of time, the daughter of Shua, Judah's wife, died. And Judah was comforted and went up to his sheep shearers at Timnah, he and his friend Hira the Adullamite. And it was told Tamar, saying, Look, your father-in-law is going up to Timnah to shear his sheep. So she took off her widow's garments, covered herself with a veil, and wrapped herself and sat in an open place which was on the way to Timnah. For she saw that Shelah was grown, and she was not given to him as a wife. Then Judah saw her, excuse me, when Judah saw her, he thought she was a harlot, because she had covered her face. Then he turned to her by the way and said, Please let me come in to you. For he did not know that she was his daughter-in-law. So she said, What will you give me that you may come in to me? And he said, I will send a young goat from the flock. So she said, Will you give me a pledge till you send it? Then he said, What pledge shall I give you? So she said, Your signet and cord and your staff that is in your hand. Then he gave them to her, and she and then he gave them to her and went in to her, and she conceived by him. So she arose and went away, and laid aside her veil, and put on the garments of her widowhood. And Judah sent the young goat by the hand of his friend the Adullamite to receive his pledge from the woman's hand, but he did not find her. Then he asked the men of that place, saying, where is the harlot who was openly by the roadside? And they said, There was no harlot in this place. So he returned to Judah and said, I cannot find her. Also the man of the place said, There was no harlot in this place. Then Judah said, Let, let her take them for herself, lest we be shamed. For I sent this young goat, and you have not found her. Verses 1 through 23, Genesis chapter 38. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be back.
valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me when I'm beat down, broken. Hold my heart when it's split wide open. Turn these eyes to my soul protector and break the will of this born defector. Cause all I know. of Toby Mac with I Just Need You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue reading through the Word of God as we pick up now in the New Testament, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. He answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to his father or mother, excuse me, but you say, Whoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. Then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. When he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what goes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. Then Peter answered and said to him, Explain this parable to us. So Jesus said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Then Jesus went out from there, and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, 
Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the, crum eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Jesus departed from there, skirted the Sea of Galilee, and went up to the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others. And they, lay, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing. And they glorified the God of Israel. Now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. Then his disciples said to him, Where could we get enough bread to excuse me, where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven and a few little fish. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude. So they all ate and were filled, and they took up seven large baskets full of the fragments that were left. Now those who ate were four thousand men, besides women and children. And he sent away the multitude, got into the boat, and came to the region of Magdala. Matthew chapter 16. Then the Pharisees and Sadducees came, and testing him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. Now when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of the, le of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, it is because we have taken no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? 
Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the five thousand and how many baskets you took up? Nor the seven loaves of the four thousand and how many large baskets you took up? How is it that how is it that you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels and then he will reward each according to his works. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Matthew chapter 17. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. Chapter 17, verse 1. You've been listening to the Hour of Intercessions. We've continued reading through the Word of God. An ongoing encouragement that we're seeking to encourage every listener to consider is if you don't have the habit of reading three chapters in your Bible every day, we encourage you to start that habit today in your own life. And again, as we've mentioned often, parents, we're encouraging you to start the habit of having each one of your children to read 
three chapters out loud to them, to them each and every day. These are spiritual habits, spiritual disciplines, or as John Wesley uses the term, means of grace, tools that will help you to grow and grow strong in your walk with the Lord, you and your family. Hope you'll do that. You'll do that. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you're aware that you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you desire to make that step, or if you're wanting to recommit your heart to the Lord, would you simply pray this prayer? Just And, of course, you're talking to the Lord, but would you simply pray this prayer with us and commit or recommit your heart to the Lord at this time? Let's pray together if you would. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins and all the wrong things I've done. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you would have me to be. Lord, you said in your word, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong and solid in your new walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Once again, the email to get in touch with me to receive these materials, joseph at afr.net. Thank you for listening to the Hour of Intercession. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.